You're now tuned in to Views from the Chicks, a podcast discussing the correlation between life and music. Let's get on with the show. Good morning, good evening, good night. Welcome to Views from the Chicks. It's T and I'm here with... And it's Joey and I'm here with... Juan is here. Hey, ladies. Hi. How y'all doing? I am okay. Today, today I am better. I will say that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm all right. I'm all right. A lot of things have happened since we last recorded. Uh, when we recorded last, it was definitely more happier times and we definitely were getting used to being um, quarantined and just adapting to the new way of life. Mm-hmm. However, uh, life is also full of many surprises. And in the midst of being quarantined, we have faced yet another incident of police brutality. and. Um, it's important that we say these individuals' names. Um, one person in particular who has shaken the world. I, I won't say shaken. I said have awakened the world. Awakened, is, for sure. Awakened the world is George Floyd. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, if you don't know what we're talking about, you must be, I don't know. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you are. It's hard not to. Exactly. If you don't know at this point, you don't want to know. Exactly. That is a choice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, and then let's not also forget about Brianna Taylor, mm-hmm. who also was a victim to police brutality. So we want to say their names. And, you know, Joe, if you want to go first of, as to why you're just okay or why you're doing better, you want to elaborate a little bit so listeners can understand why you're feeling this way. Okay. I guess besides, well, I won't even say besides the obvious. I think the obvious kind of added an additional layer to everyone's stresses, especially during this time with COVID-19 and all the uncertainty with work Mm -hmm. and just life in general. You know, the future is very, we don't know what the future holds. You know, one can only, the most you can do is be hopeful for the future and just allow whatever is going on to not deter you from progressing i mean i think it's important to take a breath and take a beat like the other day i literally turned my phone off like i'm just getting emails i mean text messages text messages of different articles different police brutality different video angles of what happened and i'm just like okay no enough and i had to shut out shut out i took the time to journal watch Mm -hmm. some trash tv i started watching uh, married to millions and just taking the time to decompress and i think that has helped me get to a place of okay Versus just being anxious all the time with everything going right. on. Right. Yeah. Quana, what about you? Why are you just all right? Joey said she was okay. Quana said she was all right. Quana, you look like you've been boxing. What's going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been literally doing yoga, doing, um, do some sort of fitness. Like I'll do like a, like a 10 minute, 20 minute, like fitness classes to kind of like get some cardio in. I don't do much cardio. Um, but here and there I'll do some just to kind of like, sometimes I just feel like when I have a lot of emotions or feelings, I just need to kind of like get 
some sort of movement out. Mm. Um, so I'll do like a yoga class or something that's a little bit tough. I'll do something that challenges me so I can kind of right. put my mind toward that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, and then I'll tune into the news here and there when I feel like I need to update myself on what's going mm-hmm. on. Like if it's been a few days, you know, go in and see what the last few days have been going on or, or you know, see what's on CNN or MSNBC or whatever. Right. I'll go, I usually go on YouTube and look at clips and the highlights. Um, so I tune in when I need to, then I tune out immediately when I'm, when I'm done. That's very important. Tuning in and tuning out, knowing when to do that. Yeah. Tune in, tune out. Um, I'll put on something, you know, that I want to watch on TV, Mm -hmm. uh, journal, like Joey said, I'll, um, like, you know, I'll play, no, Sienna's here, so we'll do some schoolwork. I'm in the process of teaching her how to read. Right. So we'll do that. Um, so you, you're busy. Mm-hmm. I try. When she's here, I'm more busy. When she's not here, I'm, like, staring at the ceiling. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But I I need that, too, sometimes. But, you know, you just need to, like, lay down and just kind of yeah. daydream or, like, zone out or something just to kind of you know get your mind focused on something else other exactly but um yeah try to keep busy tune in to now that's good well i guess it's safe to say that me and my homegirls be tired (laughs) we are tired why are you tired t (laughs) i'm exhausted i'm i i am tired because there has not been enough change based on all of the killings that we have seen over mm-hmm. the last couple of years. Um, I'm tired and frustrated. Um, and then I also feel like, even though I feel tired and frustrated, I also feel like this time is different. And I'll tell you why. This time feels different because people a lot of people are at home. They have time to protest. You don't, you're not bogged down by your everyday life. You're not going out to go turn up with friends. You are not commuting to work. You're at home. A lot of us working from home. So we have time to process everything that's going on. Uh, so it's affecting us differently. Uh, and if you watch the video of um, Mr. Floyd and that police officer, if you, I would like to just check your post to see if you're okay if that did not affect you. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So just just seeing that was draining. Um, so I hope because, and especially with COVID-19, if you know, I mean, at this point, we know that COVID-19 has affected the black and brown community tremendously. A lot mm-hmm. of people have died. Over mm-hmm. 100,000 people have died in the United States of America. It is a difficult time. A lot of people have lost jobs. A lot of people are on unemployment. A lot of people are furloughed. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people know if they'll go back to work or when they'll get another job. There's a lot of uncertainty. So the people are tired. They're frustrated. They're upset. And this was like the last thing we needed. I felt like it was a nail in a coffin for us to uh, pour and make a change. So the time is now. And I've always been saying the whole time when COVID happened, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, there's, there's a bigger reason why this is happening. There's the reason for us to be at home and being still. And I think we needed to be still to receive what is happening right now. And we are receiving it. 
Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm exhausted. Um, to piggyback on what I've been doing, I still have been, I've been blessed to be keep working. Uh, but I think a couple of days ago, you know, you have coworkers, they want to talk about it. And I, I'm okay with talking about it, but then it also puts you in an awkward position of like, what do you say? Cause you don't want to say anything that's going to offend or make people feel uncomfortable. I mean, not that's not right thing making people uncomfortable. It's just sometimes I'm just tired of talking about it, right? And everybody just wants to talk to see if you're okay. And I wish I understand. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but the other day, I think it was Tuesday, I was exhausted. I got off of work at six and I went to bed and I didn't wake up till the next day because I was tired. I was emotionally drained. I just needed a break from everything. So that's how I'm feeling. I am I'm with you completely, completely. And I mean <clears throat> You touched upon looking at the silver lining of things. And I'm usually like, I am that person that's always like, there has to be a reason. There has to be a reason. And I think it's okay to acknowledge that, to acknowledge when things have gone to shit, basically. Don't just mm-hmm. like look at things and be like, okay, there's a silver lining, but process it and then understand after the fact. And I feel like that's kind of been, I think most of our approach to it, we're understanding like, damn, this shit sucks but let's see where this is going. And I want to bring up a post that I actually ran across today. Um, I originally saw this post on um, Refinery29, but a woman by the name of Leslie Dwight, is these are her words. And what she said is, what if 2020 isn't canceled? What if 2020 is the year we've been waiting for? A year so uncomfortable, so painful, so scary, so raw, that it finally forces us to grow. A year that screams so loud, finally awakening us from our ignorant slumber. A year we finally accept the need for change, declare change, work for change, become the change. A year we finally band together instead of pushing each other further apart. 2020 isn't canceled, but rather the most important year of them all. Oh my God, that was beautiful. So I, it just puts things into a different perspective. You know, when you are consuming these videos of, you know, the looting, the, the rioting, the protesting, people who are angry, people who are lashing out, the killing itself, you're seeing things through a very specific lens. And a lot of times that specific lens comes from a place of anger, frustration, and disappointment all combined in one. So to see something right. like that kind of gave, not to say a positive light on it, but just something to kind of look forward to because we did just hit the month of June, which is literally the six month mark, which literally marks half of the year. So I am hopeful and I just pray that the next six months does not look exactly like the past six months that we've had Mm -hmm. and more so like the other end of the mirror of, you know, what the first half was. So that's what I took I mean, from that post. If you have not changed even in the tiniest bit after 2020, like you, you must have been living on Mars. Absolutely. Like whether it was job wise, whether it was health wise, like whatever it was, there was so much in this year already. And we're only at the six month mark. Right. That has just been compounded and added on, you know, like between, you know, the, the beginning of the year and then COVID-19 and then having to stay home and then you have no distraction. You're not going to work. You're not going out with friends. You're right. not even seeing your family. So what do you do? You're on the news. You're watching TV. You mm-hmm. see what's going on. So you're forced to look at it, to see it. I'm looking at all these videos of protests. And my first thought was, there's a lot of white people out there. A lot. I love to see it. I love to see it. 
I love I to see it. I've never seen that many white people at like Black Lives Matter protests mm-hmm. and like injustice and uh, it's a beautiful thing. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. I was like, "Wow, okay, y'all, y'all had time. Like, y'all really had time." So I was like, "Yeah, y'all, y'all really had time." Okay, so it was refreshing to see that because I, mm-hmm. I see more races now that are like getting involved. Absolutely, right. mm-hmm. to see, which is something that we need because you know, black people have been fighting this fight. For so long, like our parents and our and their parents and their parents have mm-hmm. been fighting this fight. So we we can't do it by ourselves. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and you said that need, plenty of times. You said that a lot of times. We mm-hmm. need other people to get involved. Like so long, people have been saying the police have been, you know, like using excessive force, and people never believed us until now. There's video proof. Now you yep. see these protests and you see these people in the crowd and they're using tear gas during a peaceful protest. You see, you see, um, like white people getting rubber bullets and, and now they, they see and it. Be and be in like, with the baton. And be there anymore. Now they're going for you too. You hear fine. We're going to go for you too. So now you like, feel you, you see it. You see it now. Now you know exactly what we're talking about. So you can't even pretend that it's not real. You can't deny it. You can't pretend mm-hmm. that you don't it like it's it's crazy but it's hopefully, crazy hopefully this will be what will really push real yeah. change because until we get the majority of the people in this country on board right with this you know then we can really push it forward so mm-hmm. yeah well to piggyback what you were saying about um you know white people participating in a huge way uh i shared a book with you guys earlier uh it's called white fragility yeah white fragility i was so i was watching the news and a person who's white correspondents and they're reading this book to help them understand what is happening right now so if you're a listener out there who happens to be caucasian or who is who isn't black or brown uh and you really want to understand what is going on the book is written by robin d'angelo and uh, the book is, um, the overview says, a book on challenging racism by working against and understanding what the author author's term of white fragility, a reaction in which white people feel attacked or offended when the topic of racism arises. The book discusses many different aspects and manifestations of white fragility that D'Angelo personally encountered in her work as a diversity and inclusion training facilitator. Mm-hmm. And this correspondent said that this book has really helped and opened her eyes to things that she has not seen before from a different perspective. So, um, so if you're someone who's struggling with finding your voice and you want to support the cause, but you don't know how, maybe reading this book could help you with that as well. I love that. That's a good point. And then even with that, because, you know, people consume information differently. Um, There's numerous Twitter threads, Instagram uh, slides and everything of people sharing um, different bodies of work that can basically inform people. So I know we have time to binge watch everything that we possibly can. So Netflix has a plethora of things that people who do consider themselves allies or maybe just want to get, you know, they don't know. They've just been ignorant Mm -hmm. to it for a long time. And maybe now's the time for them to dive in. And there's the 13th when they see us. Um, I think the, what is it? The Khalif Browder documentary is on there as well. 
um, a bunch of other stuff. So I would encourage There's everyone to look look up that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do just want to touch on something you said, Kwana, about how the white people have been participating. And for a long time, we've been fighting this fight alone. I mean, I was just having a conversation with my mom and she was just like, you know, when I was seven years old, Martin Luther King was assassinated here in the States. Like I was alive during that time. So when you think about people, right? I mean, think about all of our parents, like they're Mm -hmm. relatively in the same age gap for the most part. And yeah, they were alive when that happened. So it just makes me think that the state of America, what we know America to be today, America is a very young country. You know what I mean? Like, so Mm -hmm. everything that has happened, although slavery was um, 400 plus years Mm -hmm. ago, the change that happened around the Martin Luther King time, civil rights time is not that long ago. So to see how far we have come and how far we have to go in a way, I'm like on both sides in terms of we've come a long way, but damn, I can't believe that this is still happening. You know what I mean? But my mom remembers when that assassination happened. She remembers listening to it on the radio when she was, you know, back home in the islands and stuff. So it just made me think about um, the bystander syndrome, how people just assume like, you know, they'll figure it out or change will come eventually Mm -hmm. and they feel like they don't want to get involved because it's either not affecting them or they just assume that someone else will take care of it. And it made me think about um, the, have you guys ever heard of the Kitty Genovese syndrome? No. So I I don't know if this is a story or if this is a factual thing. I want to say it's factual. Um, Apparently it happened in Queens, New York in 1964 And it's basically a woman, long story short, who was murdered outside of, I think it was an apartment complex or a bar, but it was basically a crowd of people outside witnessing this woman's murder. And no one called the police because they assumed that someone else was going to call the police. So she literally just got murdered in front of everybody and nobody did anything because they assumed someone else was going to take care of it. So I think of all the killings that we're seeing and everything going on, a lot of the non-Black people and people of color or whatever, just assume like, this doesn't affect me. I'm not the one doing the killing. This is not my burden. I don't need to get involved. And being quarantined and being home has definitely forced people to get involved and really soak Mm -hmm. in and consume the information in which it should be consumed. Because someone usually can come home from work, see the news, flip through the channels, watch what they watch. Oh, I got to go to bed. I got to get ready for work. I got to do this, do that, hang out with my friends. But you don't have that anymore. You are right. forced to literally consume it and and then sit you wake in. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sit in your feelings. We've been going through our feelings and our emotions, and I think that um, you know the non non black people who want to go through their feelings or whatever are mm-hmm. taking the time to soak in all this information. So exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh, I also so I was also feeling helpless in a sense mm-hmm. because. We do have COVID currently going on in New York City, New Jersey, where we're all from. Is It was rampant here, and we're still not in phase one yet. So, I mean, I live um, in my household, multifamily household. Uh, my grandma is here. I would love to go outside and protest with everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was actually a protest near my house, but I couldn't just because I didn't want to potentially get COVID and bring it back home Mm -hmm. and then cause death. So I've been looking, I want to, I want to do more. And I was like, how can I help? What can I do from just being at my house? So I did some research on some things for those of you who your lane isn't protesting or your lane isn't posting on Instagram. There's a lot of things you actually can do to help with the movement. So I wanted, if you guys are okay, I would like to share some things. Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah, I have something to share as well. So you, oh, you okay. Perfect. Right 
Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So I found an article on Fast Money. It tells you um, a couple of things that you can do. So one, you can donate to Black Lives Matter. And if you, I don't know if a lot of people have ever been to the Black Lives Matter page, but they have different tabs of how you can help. And under the donate tab, it says donate without paying any money. And it leads you to a YouTube page that is um created by Black Lives Matter and it gives you directions of how to watch the video and by you watching that video and following their instructions is you it raises money for the organization Mm. so they tell you you can have the video playing on your background and on repeat Mm. um, through a playlist and it would keep raising money for the organization so if you are not yeah if you're not working and you don't have the funds to donate, but you want to do something, you can do that. It's, I was doing it tonight before I got on the call with you guys uh, as a way to donate um, to the organization, like without just, just using my browser, using my internet. So there's no excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and also you can get involved with your local Black Lives Matter chapter. I didn't know we had local chapters. Me neither. So uh, there's also a list on the website where you can find um, local chapters. I'm sure that's how people are finding about the protests, mm-hmm. um, the peaceful protests. Uh, you can also donate to a bail fund to help um, or, you know, organizers or protesters who've been arrested uh, during this time. Um, you can also support the National Police Accountability Project. Mm. This is a group and a project of the National Lawyers Guild that helps find legal counsel for those who um, were wronged by the injustice. And then also it's called Supporting Campaign Zero, a police reform group that has been working on policy solutions informed by data and human rights principles. And I heard about Campaign Zero um, by watching Barack Obama give a town hall address uh, through his foundation, My Brother's Keeper, and I heard about Ground Zero. Uh, You can also sign a petition Civil rights group Color of Change launched a petition asking that all the officers involved in Floyd's death are brought to justice. So there's petitions. Uh, there's another petition, the Justice for George Floyd petition, at and it's on change.org. And it already has 8.5 million supporters. So there, those are ways that you can help. Um, so yeah, you don't have to spend a lot of money if you're not into being out there with a the crowd and you don't want to risk your health for whatever reason everybody has a reason but you don't have to stay at home and not do anything you know in order for change to happen we have Mm -hmm. to vote voting is the number one too Mm -hmm. um during primaries your local elections and on november 4th like this is a big year that we really need everyone so yeah yeah. um kwana you said you had some suggestions too for how people can help as well uh yeah just a couple other things um Color of Change, like you said, they do a lot, and they're actually working on a um, Black voter registration. Mm. Um, Yes, so colorofchangepac.org. You can go to that website. There's also uh, actblue, um, A-C-T-B-L-U-E.com. They work with Color of Change to help uh, do this Black voter registration. Um, so it's to make sure that, you know, we can get as many black people voting because, you know, of course, in a lot of different cities and states, there's all these laws that kind of stop 
people of color from getting there, you know, whether it's like you need an ID or you need, you know, you need to like basically jump through hoops just to be able to vote. Um, You know, they want to help stop that. So they're doing a huge campaign right now to make sure that as many black and brown people can vote as possible and are registered to vote, you know, since, you know, we can't go door to door right now, we can't stand outside, you know, usually we have people outside and they're like, hey, are you registered to vote? You know, we're not, we can't do that, especially with COVID. So they do have it online now. You can donate to the cause. They have a place to donate if you want to donate. They have a place to register if you're not registered. Um, So you can do that as well. Um, And the only other thing is uh, a, the financial advising company that I work with part-time they are doing scholarships for people of color. Oh, I love that. Awesome. Yes. So if you want to work with a financial advisor and you don't have, you know, you like, man, I don't really want to pay for it. Or I don't really have the money. They are offering a scholarship. So if you um, go to the financialgym.com and sign up for a warm-up call, so you can actually call and start like talking to somebody about memberships and things like that. If you mention the person of color scholarship, then you can get a scholarship so you can get part of your membership paid for. Hmm. And then what is financial gym again, for those who don't know? Yes. The the financial gym is a financial planning company. So they help um, build budgets, any goals that you have set for yourself, whether it's like paying off your student loans, saving for retirement, um, up in your credit score, you can work with a financial planner or a financial trainer, as they call them, for a certain amount of time. And with the person of color scholarship, if you mention it during your warm up call, mm-hmm. you can get a certain amount of time free with awesome. I love that. Awesome. Yay. I love that. All great links. I do want to just add one other link as well. Sure. Um, so this is Black Lives Matters card. Dot go, dot co, and that's spelled B-L-A-C-K-L-I-V-E-S-M-A-T-T-R-S dot C-A-R-R-D dot co dot C-O. And on that, on that um, link, it's kind of like Linktree, and it basically links you to all the petitions, all mm-hmm. of the places you can donate. It's kind of like a one-stop shop for a lot of the places oh, nice. you guys were talking about. Um, so I would encourage people to check that link out as well. Hey. Mm-hmm. Okay, great, great. Everybody has. Oh, you guys been doing your research. We, we got we time to in, consume. You see, we we invested thorough. <laughs> especially with the- like yeah. now, you know, like especially fi- finances. You know, I know a lot of people are in a space where maybe mm-hmm. they're not working, right? They're laid off. Maybe they're furloughed. Maybe they're on unemployment, which pays nothing. I mean, we do have the extra from that they're doing as of right now um mm-hmm. in certain states the extra six hundred dollars but it's like um that's gonna end at a certain time so we need to be prepared for that and if we're job right. hunting we need to be prepared for that mm-hmm. and um i feel like now is a great time to start um working on things financially if that's a goal of yours you know especially exactly. since we're home we're not doing much we're not you know, going to work, some of us. So I think it's a good time really to, you know, really start getting our ducks in a row if we can. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, we can talk to a professional for free, mm-hmm. then like, why not? Yeah. Thanks, Kwana, for that. 
So we are a music podcast. And before we wrap up today's episode, we want to talk about how on June 2nd, it was Blackout Tuesday. We were just blown away by how the music industry has really come together and to support this movement. Uh, And particularly, I would like to highlight Spotify and Apple Music. They did they did some good things this week. However, I feel like this is something that they can continue to incorporate. I don't know if it's every Tuesday to do this. That would be great. But yeah, I um I'll give you some examples of what they did on Tuesday. So Spotify incorporated an 8 minute and 46 second track of silence into select playlists and podcasts. Um, if you're familiar, really? huh? They did? Yes, they did. Silence? Yes. Silence. Huh. Okay. So uh, that was, if you know what happened with George Floyd, you know the officer had his knee on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. So that's what that symbolized. Mm. Uh, Spotify has also stated they will match employee donations made out to organizations fighting racism and injustice. Apple Music uh, initiated a campaign takeover, canceling its regular Beats One programming and redirecting to a singular streaming station celebrating music created by Black artists. Apple Music's radio and For You tabs were also replaced by For Us Bias playlists containing 50 tracks representing unapologetically uh, celebration of Blackness. So those are some things that they've done. Um, It's... I think it's a, if I'm going to be frank, I'm going to say it is a small step into the right direction because I feel like the music industry has monopolized off of black culture for so long. Mm -hmm. They owe us a lot more than just a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. We need every day. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm not going to, Joey's going to use your mom's turn. I'm going to give jackets jacket. (laughs) And give them their flower, you know, give them their kudos for doing what they had to do. But this is just the beginning. And I just want to say that I want everyone to keep that same energy. Absolutely. We I get agree on with this you. high and it just, and this momentum. And then it dwindles. Yeah. Like if we kept this energy 365, we could move mountains. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and even- but honestly, well, sorry. I just... Honestly, I feel like it dwindles from the big corporations, not from us black people or the or the um, like the activists or I don't think it dwindles from our side. Mm -hmm. I think it dwindles from the corporations because I feel like a lot of times corporations, they don't want people to not buy into their product. They don't want people to not like use their service they don't want people to like cancel them so they're like we're gonna do this we're gonna have silence you know a track of silence which i see i see where you're it's like symbolism but it's like you know what they're trying to do but i just feel like silence is what got us here yeah like people being quiet is what got us here i think it would be it would make more of a statement if they were to be like we're going to pay our black you know, for like streaming, like we're going to pay double 
the streaming mm-hmm. numbers for all the black art, like something, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, but that's an idea. I mean, that is an idea. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Step in the right direction. Streaming for this day, like, mm-hmm. for, or for the for this weekend, we're gonna pay double or triple the streaming numbers to the black mm-hmm. artists. To the black artists, right? I think. I even want to say with that, I think a lot of it dwindles because partly because the media stops talking about it in a sense, because I feel like the media has a huge, huge role to play in the way people consume information and the focus of things. As we can see, you know, they were talking about coronavirus, rightfully so, because it is happening Mm -hmm. for X amount of months. And that's what got people to go panic by like crazy madmen. So, you know, it's like what they report on is going to be the focus for the moment. But once they start shifting the focus onto something else, people like us who are experiencing this and people who have truly took the time to educate themselves and black people too, because a lot of black people are ill-informed about, you know, Mm -hmm. how deep rooted a lot of these, um, you know, like systemic racism and how deep a lot of these things go. Um, So I think those, I think people like that and people like us will keep that energy. And I just really, really hope that this isn't like a trend because I feel like my cousin said the other day, she's like, you know, Coachella and all these big festivals or whatever were canceled. Some kids in California, she's like, this is Coachella to them. (laughs) Those people Mm -hmm. who were out there looting and rioting and just breaking shit just because, yeah. Like there was a um a YouTube influencer or whatever who was caught on camera just breaking shit for no reason. And it's like, are you fighting for the cause or are you just out here because you want this is trending, like this is fun. This is are you relieving stress or are you fighting for the cause? Right. Right. Looters are two different people. Two, two different, different two different people. Absolutely. People and I just focus want focus on the looters, like, well, look at the looters. Okay, that's two different crowds. Mm-hmm. And they're not here for our fight. They're yeah, here that's just not because people, that's whatever. People taking advantage of the fact that people are out mm-hmm. and people post protesting to cause some chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are two different fights. So please don't get wrapped up in the looting at all. Um, that's not the focus, and I don't not, want that to take yeah, away. That's not the focus, and that's not the the group that is protesting. Number one and number two, you can buy a brand new window and install yeah. it. All these but, businesses and stuff, they can be replaced yeah. and buildings can be rebuilt. Lives cannot be brought for. back. <laughs> yes. The people who are dead aren't coming back. So mm-hmm. stay focused. Um, one thing I want to say, too, I mean, we have these corporations coming out and making these statements. I don't think I've ever got that many corporate emails from brands that I've supported or things I have bought in the past or things that I subscribe to talking about, we're with yeah. you. We're all one. Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. And Jackie Aina, who is a um, pretty popular Black beauty influencer, um, she used her platform to elevate or amplify a Black voice, I'll say. And the Black voice that she amplified is a woman by the name of uh, Sharon Shooter, or Shooter maybe, C-H-U-T-E-R. And Sharon actually started a campaign called Pull Up or Shut Up. And basically Mm. it challenges these corporations who have released these statements, whether it is Apple Music, Spotify or Wendy's or whoever, Mm -hmm. um, if they have made a statement and challenges them to, okay, you guys have all this talk, but let's see what, what does your, what does your um, corporate offices actually look like? So what they challenged them was to release the number of black employees that they have in upper management levels 
Yes. Um, and, and, and places of change in a sense, not your retail workers, not your customer service people, because yes. we know, you know, those are the jobs that they think we deserve, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but release Over the numbers. Management, running shit. Yeah, who yes. has changed? And I want to really, really applaud her for starting this and really shaking things up because I, I guarantee you a lot of them are not going to um, show their numbers because a lot of what they're saying is not reflective of the practices that they're implementing in their companies. And I do want to shout out Jackie again, because she started a a thread on Twitter and she's like, if any of you guys see a, um, a job position on LinkedIn, indeed, or wherever for an upper management level position, like she has connections. So she's like black and Brown people, please send me an email. She created a separate email resume at Jackieana.com. I think it is. And Mm -hmm. she's like, let me know what job you're looking for. And I will put in a good word wherever I can, at least to get it to the right people. And I was like, that is amazing. That's how you use your platform. And I know there are other celebrities that are using their platforms in that way, but she's someone that stuck out to me, especially being a beauty, a black influencer in the game. She's always used her platform for that. So that's amazing. Um, Is there anybody else that you guys in the music industry that you've been impressed with by their contribution or has everyone just fell short for you guys? Well, let me just say, what y'all think about this whole Virgil situation? What are your real thoughts? They want to put him on a $50 bill. Wait, was that real? Because I I didn't even, I saw the headline and I didn't even open it. I was like, it was real. Okay, so what happened was, I guess a friend of his, people started doing this matching program where you basically donate to um, an organization of some sorts. Well, you know, one of the organizations and you tag a good amount of friends and they match whatever you did. So I guess what he what he's saying is that one of his friends tagged him in a matching matching program um, chain or whatever. And everyone did $50. So that's why he did $50. And I'm like, hmm. If you did that, you could have kept it on the hush because you didn't have to screenshot that as if you did something big. And then right before that, he was complaining about all the looting and people looted one of his friend's stores. So he had some negative thoughts towards that. His perception was only about that, the rioting versus the actual protests. So he spoke on that before he showed his donation. So yeah, I just thought that was interesting. And then the mm-hmm. weekend came out and donated how much? Donated five hundred thousand or something? Yeah, and Drake donated a hundred thousand mm-hmm. or, I don't, yeah. And well, my thing is also with him, a lot of people of color can't even afford his clothes, the off white. Yeah. Um, and he, the way he was just like, I understand that your friend, his well, his friend's store got looted. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like talking about his friend he's like oh how can you do this for my friend but it just came across very insensitive correct correct um like your friend I'm sure your friend's store has insurance I'm sure they can rebuild but a lot of us who look like him and you and I don't Mm -hmm. have that option they can't rebuild because society won't let them rebuild how about that and I I understand and I come sorry to you I completely understand that these companies whatever you know they've built their stores up they put money into this I completely understand like no one wants to take a loss period but in the grand scheme of things yeah come on come on and I and I've been conflicted because I've been conflicted because I don't agree with the looting I really don't Mm -hmm. uh I don't think that does it just it just highlights another part 
of the situation that we does not need to be highlighted. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of peaceful protests going on. I, I can understand why people, why if someone who is angry would want to do that, mm-hmm. but I don't, if you have like no cause of action for doing it, then it's unnecessary. You just bring a bad light to a positive cause. Right. And I mean, there, there were instigators that started it, but of course you got the young kids who were, you know, they're not thinking they, they their view on life is different. They, right. They just hyped it like, Oh, they looting. Like, fine. Let me go follow suit. Let me just get these Jordans. Let me do, you know, their kids. I mean, it's not right, but I get it. I feel very like about the looting. I feel very neutral. Mm. neutral yeah i kind of don't really care because some people are <laughs> saying what else what else do you want us to do we've peacefully protested for so long yeah i mean what else so i understand that point i try to be very you know i try to hear both sides yeah. you know, like i'm me? i'm not gonna go out and loot a store right. i'm not gonna no, i would no. not do that i, would I wouldn't not. do that you know my mom if, I... if my mom saw me on tv she would pull me out of that girl store and embarrass <laughs> me. i would not I would never do that. Like, that is, I, I wouldn't loot, you know, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, con- and I wouldn't encourage anyone to do it. No. Yeah. And I wouldn't say, okay, cool. Y'all want to go loot? Go ahead. Um, no. I did see the video of the people looting the Target in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, out in Minneapolis, I did mm-hmm. see them looting the Target. I didn't care because I'm like, mm-hmm. Target is a corporation. They're going to be just They'll fine. be fine. But so, can I... But also my issue with that, too, is we're looting places where people of color work predominantly. So where are you going to work at now? Yeah, but I mean, that's not my store. I don't know. But I'm, I'm just, not the CEO of Target. I know, but like, but right that is that could be potentially preventing someone from going back to work who is unemployed. Do you know but not, not even but work. It's also the Target is not out here with us, like protesting. I know, but, but I'm fine. talking about people who are looting. As a, like, I feel like we're just destroying our communities by looting and potentially taking away jobs from people who in our community who needs those jobs. That's what I'm saying. Jobs, I and then like- I want to also, sorry, Kwana, I just also want to say it's also a pandemic. So you have some yeah. stores being looted where people need these items. You know what right. I mean? Like, they're not going to be able to go and get the necessities. They're going to have to hop in their car and drive paper. to the... They're not taking toilet paper. They're taking... <laughs> The no, some, some people are. Taking, I some saw a lot are. of people taking lamps. That was lamps. a white lady. I'm going to call her ass out. <laughs> oh, did y'all lamps. see the lady in the wheelchair? She was crying. And oh, my God. Lady in the wheelchair. And you know what? I'm sorry. <laughs> but if I see a group of people looting, and I'm I would not do out of the way. She wasn't I'm even old. Hitting. She was like 30 years old. And she was hitting people as they were looting. She was like, stabbing I, them with a no, knife. Sorry, oh, stabbing. I'm, I'm, Y'all don't pay me enough to be stopping a crowd, a mob of looters. Y'all don't pay me enough. She didn't Go even work there it. though. She went home and got a, a her grandmother's wheelchair and came back and just started. She didn't work there. No, no. that's just white people. She just not wanted to. She just that's wanted that. to be. Yeah. That's Anyways, people not minding their business. I do want to um, just. Oh, sorry, Quana. Wrap it up. Oh uh, well, yeah. I was, you know, I was just gonna say the looting isn't. I don't think it's going to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I feel like when people are at a point where they're like, well, you don't want us to take a knee. You don't want us to sit at the lunch counter. You don't want us to protest outside with signs. You don't mm-hmm. want us to, you know, protest with, um, you know, picket signs. Like, like you don't like, oh, it's not the right time to protest. Oh, you shouldn't do that. Oh, you shouldn't do that. Oh, it's not. They like, want us to just be point, silent. 
Yeah, at some point, it's like, I'm not, I don't care about these, these corporations, Walmart and Target and stuff getting looted. I don't care. Like, these CEOs are making so, y'all, you guys are good. Mm-hmm. One or two or three or four or five. You can have 10 Target stores in the country be looted. That will not hurt Target mm-hmm. at all. But yet you got people out here who are going through COVID-19. So maybe their health isn't is in jeopardy, who have lost their jobs. So now their financial well-being is in jeopardy. Now they're home all day. So they have nothing to do but look at the news and see what's going on. Now you have these killings and now we gotta be like, we can't even live and try to figure life out. Now y'all nope. still killing us. It mm-hmm. took forever for them to even fire the people. It took forever for them to even charge them. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden, what? A couple days later, now they're charging all four. Like, And it's only because these protests are going on. Yep. The only reason the men who killed Ahmaud Arbery are who got arrested was mm-hmm. because we saw the video not they saw the video we saw, we saw it. the video yep they can't hide so it at some point i don't give a damn about target being looted i don't <laughs> right target gonna be all right <laughs> i don't give a damn they gonna be all right i don't give a damn if like amazon is like you know, that man got I money for that man that man has gotten richer yeah but to counteract what you're saying connor but to counteract what you're saying, right. what we could do instead of all of that is we could hit them in the pockets and buy black. Definitely. Mm. But it's, Definitely. it's hard. It's, it's hard. It's not hard. With, with places like Amazon, with places like, like basically Amazon is that kind of company that takes over mom and pop shops. That's mm-hmm. how he, that's how he's made. Right. But, but if we can make a conscious effort to, we can definitely make a conscious effort. That would I help. Mean, black people are what? We're 13% of the population. Mm-hmm. We can but we have the biggest buying power. We have yeah. a lot of buying power. We yeah. can definitely do more to be mindful of where we shop, how we shop, you know, wh- where we're going, where we're going to exactly. spend our money. So we can definitely um, do that. I mean, in terms of the music industry, mm-hmm. I didn't see anything personally that made me think, good job. Mm-hmm. right it made me think like great like I was just like uh, like I saw a lot of people doing like blackouts mm-hmm. and I was like okay mm-hmm. like what is that like what is that I, d- I honestly I did partake in when I did post my black box I woke up and I just saw all these black boxes yeah and I, I just thought okay it's solidarity fine so I posted it and then I followed that up with information and then once um you know other people came out and was just like you know this is junking up the hashtag when you when you look at Black Lives Matter and anything um, you know related to what's going on, mm-hmm. you're just gonna see a bunch of black boxes on the hashtag. And I was like, oh shit, like mm-hmm. damn. I mean, my page is private, so it doesn't show up in the hashtags anyway. Mm-hmm. But still, I was just like, damn, like wow. I hope nobody infiltrated this shit and tried to silence mm-hmm. us yet again. Yeah, um, I do want to just speak to all these corporations that are dumping money. You know, you're a billionaire, you're dumping X amount of millions. That's great. That's great. You're funding it you know, giving it to someone donated, I think Twitter donated 3 million to like, um, was it police reform or something? Maybe I'm misquoting mm-hmm. him, but people are donating money to those organizations. And I'm just saying, I hope that the money that is being donated actually goes to the cause. Like they actually yeah. do something with the money because, you know, I, I see Red Cross been accepting money forever, forever. Yeah. And where, where is it? Like, 
where is it going? So I just hope that gets no, followed up by like, actually implementing practices. Like people and are stuff. donating, but where is the money going and how is it being used? I don't know. I want to see. I want to see how the money is being used. That's and you know what? See. This whole issue is about is about dismantling systemic racism. Money is not going to solve that. That is a mentality thing. That is a system thing. That's how we're going to. That's a law thing. That's a law thing. Like this money thing, I understand that it's going to take resources and money gives you the tools to have access to certain resources. I understand that. But money is not the only thing. People have to change their actions. People have to change their ways. People have to check racism when they see it. And um, I do, I know I keep referring to these postings that I'm seeing, but Miss Tabitha Brown, whom I love, um, yeah. She posted, <laughs> she posted something on her um, IG during Blackout Tuesday, but I think this is practices that people can apply to every day. This is mainly geared towards um, people in the non-Black community, but I think it's, um, I think it also can be applied to people in the Black community because like I said before, a lot of us are ill-informed just in general about what's going on. Um, so it, the slide says, to my non-Black community posting squares for Blackout Tuesday, here are actions that should follow it. And it's a list of actionable items. And the first one is ask yourself how many Black businesses you support. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I think about all the things that we buy, they're owned by majority times white people. But we don't consider it a white product. When a right. white person sees that this is Black owned, they automatically assume that this is just for Black people. Right. Like Honey Pot. Like Honeypot, you know, and people before, mm-hmm. like, I didn't even know that I saw it in Target, but I didn't, un- I didn't know that it was black owned. I was like, oh, this is cute packaging. This is cute. Cause yeah. it's not marked. It's not in the multiracial section or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it should just yeah. be amongst the products period. So ask yourself how many black businesses you support. Call out your colleagues when they say something racist, call out your friends when they say something racist, call out your yeah. family when they say something racist. If yeah. you haven't spoken out at all during this last week, ask yourself why there's a lot of people who are sitting with their white shame because mm-hmm. they're realizing like, Whoa, I really have been, um, profiting and, uh, you know, I have my white privilege. They're aware of it, but they've really been able, a lot of them have really had to shift their focus on that and sit with that and sit with yeah. how that affects them and the people around them. Yeah. Um, if you feel uncomfortable using your platform to stand up for justice, ask yourself why. If you feel comfortable posting about the Women's March, the Climate March, but not about justice for Black lives, ask yourself why. Look around your office and count the number of Black colleagues you see. Don't substitute mm-hmm. women for visible minorities by saying we embrace diversity. The majority of our employees are female. It's not the same thing. These are two very real fights, but you don't get to substitute one for the other. That's a nod to yeah. all of the corporations that we just mentioned yeah. as well. Yes. And then um, take a moment and reflect on your childhood, high school days, and think about all of the times that racism was apparent, joked about a part of everyday life and really sit with that. And then when you talk about how terrible it is that people are treated differently based on the color of their skin, recognize that this acknowledgement means people can be policed differently based on the color of their skin. Wow. Mm-hmm. That was a great, yeah. that, that was amazing. And I think that's a great way to wrap up today's Mm -hmm. episode um, based on those things. So we would challenge listeners to ask yourself those questions um, and see what you can do to do more. And we also challenge you to check out the websites that we suggested and see how Mm -hmm. you can help to be a part of the change. You know, everyone needs to pick a lane and not every lane is for everyone, but we need to occupy all lanes so that we can um, 
serve justice. So it's been T. And it's Joey. And Kwana. And we out. Peace. Bye.